You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekwene. Father, from the depth of our hearts, we just give you praise and glory that is due your holy name. We've searched the heavens, the earth, the depth of the seas and found none absolutely comparable to you. You are God in a class all by yourself. Thank you for your good hand upon our lives. As a family, globally and in this room, we celebrate your good hand, our Father. Thank you for watching over us keenly with your loving eyes. We love on you. We're giving the praise, the glory that is due your name. In Jesus' wondrous name, we worship. Let somebody who's glad to be alive in the Lord's sanctuary, not the mortuary, clap those anointed hands and give your God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have good news for you this Sunday morning. God is in the business of building an army. God is in the business of building his church. And the gates of hell will not ever be able to prevail against that church. Well, the other good news is that you and I are a part of the army that God is building in this day and age. If you believe that one now, shout yes, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Matthew 16, if you would, still standing in honor of Jesus, the head of the church. If you like, put a bookmark in Ephesians five as a companion text we'll go to matthew 16 honor and celebrate every one of you matthew 16 we'll read 18 and 19 together and ephesians 5 25 to 27 and we'll be on our way one two three go and i say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. <laughs> and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on the earth shall be bound in the heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Praise the Lord. Well, I want you to read Ephesians 5 like a preacher. You read it like a preacher. Ephesians 5, 25, 27. Okay. Boldly, courageously, one, two, three, go. Husbands, love your wives. Let's go. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, 
not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Somebody shout a big amen. For an assignment, very briefly, the emergence of the glorious church. The emergence of the glorious church. Our Father, yet again, we thank you for the honor to gather under this open heavens. I beseech you, our Father, to take a call of fire from the altar of heaven on the lips and the tongues of clear of your seven sons, that this day I will come to your people with a thus said, the Lord, help me to go beyond my study, contemplation, and preparation. Help me speak expressly your word and your counsel. Move every man, every woman, every boy, every girl under the sound of the voice of the preacher in this room and across the nation from where we are to the place called destiny. We'll ask always to give you alone the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. You may please be seated in God's wonderful presence. The emergence of the glorious church. For the past few days, dearly beloved, the Lord has been recently dealing with my heart concerning the place and the value of the church in his redemptive plan, agenda, and program for the world. Saint, it's important to mention over and over that the church is one thing that God is building in this hour. You may be building houses and building cars and building other kinds of things, but one thing that God is absolutely keen on building in the day and age we live in is his church. He is very passionate about building the church today. We read in our text in Matthew 16, in the words of Jesus, a red letter, that I will build my church. That church is described as being owned by Jesus. You have to understand that when you attempt to build what you think is your church, your ministry, your family, your home, as best as it is, is your own. But when Jesus is allowed to build your family, allowed to build your business, allowed to build the local assembly you belong, the storms and the billows and the tempests of the day and the age we live in cannot pull that church down or pull that family down. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Beloved, the world we live in is covered with great darkness. 1 John 5.19 says the entire world is groping and travailing in great darkness, covered with darkness. We know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in darkness. The only answer to darkness and for darkness is light. <laughs> and God begins to give us a prophetic picture of the last of the last days in Isaiah 60. It says there will be darkness upon the face of the earth, but not just that gross darkness will come upon the people. But it says something, there will be a people, a generation on the face of the earth 
who will be at the same time the world is facing darkness, they will be enjoying the light of the glory of the Lord. It says, Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Koti Gala. So the darkness around you is a signpost that glory is around the corner. <laughs> Hit me with darkness, Satan. It's a reminder that the light of God is about to shine like never before. Mm. There is no real purpose to have your headlamp on in the daytime other than maintain a regulation by some countries in the world. But, I mean, it's light, so you don't see the beauty of the headlamp. But, but wait till it gets dark by 6 p.m., 7 p.m., and just turn your headlamp. You can see the beauty of light in the midst of the backdrop of darkness. What are you going through? Are you going what seemed to be a very difficult moment in your life? You're wondering, can God show up in this? God cannot only show up, your God will show up. Oh, your amen sounds very questionable. I mean, I talk about a God who created the heavens and the earth and made the heaven his throne and the earth his footstool and you think your matter is too hard for God. No way. He said there is nothing too hard for God to do. Not just is there nothing impossible, there is nothing hard for him to do. All things are possible, but nothing is hard for God to do. So a people of light will of necessity arise in the day and our age and make a mockery of darkness. Last year, as the Lord began to stare in my heart about what he has for us in this year and beyond about wonders of God, what I saw, and I describe sometimes, what I saw was literally that men will walk on the earth once again like gods. Their words will be law. Kataya. Just like Elijah, they can say, uh, the rain will not come except by my word. And it's not bragging, it's not boasting, it's simply saying, I've come to accept his word to be my word, my word to be his word. So when I speak his word, eh, it's my word. Kotobala. <laughs> Men are on the rise in the likeness of God's once again. He said to this church, I will give power to lock the heavens. Whatever they bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever they lose on the earth is losing heaven. That means as I see my father walk, I walk. These men will change cities and communities. That will change how things are wrought. Change policies and polity and government and governance. These people are world changers. Matthew 5.13 begins to give us a picture of what this kind of church looks like. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savour, not its savour, his savour. So salt is a personality. Wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out 
and to be trodden under foot of men. 14. You, 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 and me, you are the light, not of your village, not of your country, not of your clan, not of your city, not of your company. You, you are the salt of the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Beloved, God is building his church. It shall be a glorious body of believers. Where the church had hitherto suffered shame and disgrace, get ready for fame and engracement because this is the plan of God for the end time church to be a glorious church without shame, without disgrace. God is building you as part of that army. If you believe that shout like a thunder, amen, amen. Salt of the earth and light of the world. Hmm. Dearly beloved, I want to emphasize the church is God's chosen vessel of mercy to bring his glory from heaven to the earth. It's just a choice he made. The church, the church, he is very jealous about the church. Hence he says in Psalm 105 15, touch not the Lord's anointed. Every believer is anointed. Not just a priest or a preacher. No. If you're a child of God, you carry a measure of anointing. Why? The name Christ is not the son name of Jesus Christ. No, sir. The name Christ means the anointed and his anointing. And if you're a child of Jesus Christ, you are born again of the incorruptible seed of God's word, then you are a son of God, then you carry his anointed. Somebody said, I'm anointed. You sound like you don't believe you're anointed, but you are. Shout to the heavens, I am anointed. Ah, there's a traction not seal upon your life. You dwell in a trouble-free zone. Touch not the Lord's anointed and do his servants no harm. You're anointed. COVID-19 is too small to touch you. It has harassed individuals, terrorized cities, terrorized communities and countries. But guess what? <laughs> You are untouchable because of the touch not seal upon your life. Jesus said to the disciples, Luke 10, 19, I give unto you power, katope, to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over every power of the devil and nothing shall by any means hurt you power somebody said i got the power say like a preacher with some style some swagger some panache i got the power something is rising from your spirit you are authorized to molest the forces of darkness 
you are authorized to bind the bindables and to lose the losables. You are authorized to declare things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and see them come to pass. You are what? Authorized. You carry a legal authority as a child of God to use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, here too, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that my father will do it. You are authorized in the name of Jesus Christ. The church, the church, the church. God's chosen vessel to bring his mercy and glory to the earth. The church, the church. The church is God's modern day act of safety. Just like Noah built an ark in his day and age and the storms and the flood came and destroyed the entire world of his generation. But Noah and seven others entered the ark that God helped him to build and their lives were spared in the ark of safety. In a like manner, beloved, God is not building a Noah's ark in our day and age. No, sir. No, man. Listen to me. Oh, yes. Destruction is coming. Storms are coming again. Billows are coming again. Listen. People will answer a question. Do you have the blood mark seal upon your head? That will be, yeah, when I see the blood. Guess what? Under the blood is the ark of safety. When I can't talk about, when I see, when I see, See, I'm going to see something over your life is the blood of Jesus Christ. Not your effort, not your labor, not your toil, as impressive as may, this may seem. Nothing impresses God but the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood. The church is his ark of safety in our day and age. Jesus teaching said the last days shall be likened as in the days of Noah. <laughs> in the days of Noah, people were eating, festing, marrying, and doing all of that. And then the flood came and carried them away. But you see, in this day also, people will be living life as normal. But those who have entered the ark built, they will be safe. Hi, Kotabayada. The church may be mocked today. The church may be pushed around today. The church may be scorned today. I've got good news for you. The church is the answer to the ills of this world. I tell you what, Pastor Danderson. God sent Jesus. Jesus sent the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost gave birth to the church. Go to Kalandaya. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 11516, the heaven belongs to the Lord, but the earth I'm given to my children. The earth is a place that was designed by God for man to rule and to reign. The earth I've given to you, man. So the church, alongside with the Holy Ghost, is the instrument of choice of God to rule and to reign 
on the earth today. Jesus is jealous about his church. Oh, Kakaya Baba. I want this to get deep into your spirit. You see, you see, when you know, Pastor Amit, how jealous Jesus is about his church, his bride. Guess what? As a fellow bride member, you will learn to be jealous over your fellow bride. I hear something there. Mm. So, he said, you can't say you love God whom you don't see if you don't love the Jesus body whom you see. That's the power of the unity of the church. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what the devil has tried to do over the years to divide the church. Mm. Divide the church in our philosophy, in our direction, in cities and nations. Divide the church. Let them never come to agree. But God said something. How good and pleasant it is when I find brethren, my bride, my members of my body, when I find them in concert, in harmony, in unity. Guess what? I am going to pour out my anointing. It's going to be a commanded blessing so that everybody within the alignment must be blessed. Mm -hmm. There's a place you will and I will come to in alignment that listen everybody you call them Tom Dick and Harry that are members of this church in alignment with the head of the church must be blessed just by stepping into the church of alignment oh boy oh boy oh boy you step into the place where God has placed his name there are places that God has placed his name. <laughs> there are gatherings that God has placed his name. It's not every gathering of twos and threes that is called a church. No, sir. Where two or three are gathered in my name. That means the focus is the head of the church. <laughs> never about a man. Never about a preacher. Never about an organization, never about an idea, never about uh, 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 ambition. No, sir. No, gathered in my name. It's about me in that place. Then I will show for there. Huh. The church. If God and it's Jesus, the head of the church, is jealous about the church, we ought to be jealous about one another. Oh, recently, I think three days ago, I, I, I was just reading and, and pondering. On Matthew 25 the latter part of the chapter where Jesus was illustrating that I was in prison nobody came to visit me uh, I was hungry and you didn't give me food I was naked it didn't clothe me and on and on and on you know and they said master when were you hungry I'd not feed you when were you naked I didn't clothe you when were you in prison and sick I didn't visit you. He said, well if you did not do it to one of my own hi this is deep stuff, man. Dude, I, I ponder for a long time. I said, oh my word. These are good works. Every believer and every church ought to begin to do. To feed. To clothe. To visit those who are sick. Who are in prison. You know why? If you do it sincerely, not religiously, guess what? You are touching Jesus. 
Oh, you don't know. You don't know. You, you, you walk past a brother in church who you have something he or she needs. You don't realize that you could just be that Jesus in his life to touch that life through a fellow member of the body, a fellow bride. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Lord is asking somebody, can you touch my daughter on my behalf today? Can you touch my son on my behalf today? Can you reach out to one of my own on my behalf today? Tell them, I, I, I sent you. It's not me. It's Jesus that I love that sent me to do this for you. Don't say thank you to me. Say thank you to Jesus, the head of the church. This was the understanding the first century church began to have that they moved in tremendous power. They realized that they had all things in common and they were equal members of the body of Christ. If one was hurt, everybody in turn feels the pain. If one was lifted, everybody rejoiced. Not like in our day and age where people are pushing others down and, and thinking that uh, I have to push you down to go up. No, sir. Your rising is my rising. Your lifting is my lifting. I want to see you go forward. I want to see you go upward. That's my joy as a father. Hallelujah. Help me, Lord Jesus. Ah, the ark of safety. Hebrews 11 verse 7 says, By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became here of the righteousness of which is by faith very shortly we'll look at a few scriptures that show us in Genesis that Noah built the ark track with me please according to specific pattern given him say with me pattern very important pattern 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 Beloved, let me try to emphasize again the import the value and the power of the church in our day and our age. The church is a type of Zion. Isaiah 2 verse 1 to 3 says, The word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw. Isaiah 2 1 to 3. Concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days the last days hallelujah the last days where we are now that the mountain of the lord's house shall be number one established in the top of the mountains sounds like you sounds like me and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it verse number three and many people not some many shall go and say come ye let us go to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob and he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem 
In other words, in the last days, when I elevate my church and my people to where all will see her, she can be here. Listen, the church will become so attractive that you need no advertisement for the church, but like metal to magnet, people will gravitate to the church and let us go to the house to learn of the Lord. That is the church that God is building in this day and age. A glorious church. Obadiah 117 says, Upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. All Zion, Zion, Zion. Psalm 84 verse 7 says, they go from strength to strength. Ha, yeah, yeah. All they appear before God in Zion. Strength to strength. That's a church. So really the church that God is building, when you come into it, it's a lifter, it's a boost. You find strength there. You know, you can believe the Lord that you are sick, but as soon as I come to Zion, I am going to get strengthened. And of the truth, as you step into a corporate anointing, no prayer, nothing, but just your faith that you are in Zion. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Zion is a place of empowerment, a place of strengthening you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. But you see, as we contrast the church of today, generally, to the church that God is building and the picture of the church is building, the glorious church. Ah, today's church is a mile or much more many miles apart from what the Lord has intended for it to be. When you look at the church in the Acts of Apostles, Acts 1, 2, 3, all the way to the last chapter, you see a very vibrant church a very glorious church. A church that people around dreaded, respected, they revered. <laughs> they could not join themselves easily to that church because of the awe that came upon that church. Saints, if we're going to be the church that God is building, I mean we being the logic now, if logic is going to be a part of the church that God is building. Listen carefully. We must of necessity be sincere enough to go back to discover, rediscover God's blueprint, God's pattern for building a New Testament church, what is called an apostolic church, and then of necessity we must be willing to align ourselves to that church. Oh boy. This one is a major point. It's a, it's a major point. Let me say it again. If you and I are going to be a part of the glorious church, you can assume that what has been built in four years is the exact replica of the glorious church. I would like to believe. We've made efforts. Yeah, but you can assume that. You must be willing to look at the pattern of the glorious church in the scriptures 
and then look at yourself just like when you carry the bible it's a mirror you look into the mirror of the word of the lord and what is here is not here you adjust <laughs> i'm sure most of you if you're sincere including my humble self especially our sisters before you left the house you know what i'm saying if there was a mirror or two you you, you looked at you know is my hair out of peace, out of place? In my, you know, you made adjust your tie is it in place? You know, you, you know, you look at the mirror. What made you adjust your tie when you saw the mirror? Because what you expected is not what you saw in the mirror. Your tie was disjointed. That means the image in the word was not aligning to who you were. So you adjusted your tie to agree with what you should look like. Likewise, Roger, I, I, listen, in the next few days and few weeks, our assignment under God is to discover, rediscover God's blueprint of the New Testament church. And you and I must commit to align with it. Some things will drop off. Some things will come on until we align. You know, until we align, the glory will not fall. Am I talking to somebody here? Pastor it was said concerning Moses that he built the tabernacle of witness according to the pattern shown him on the mountain. He went up to the mountain to encounter God. And on the mountain, God gave him a blueprint, gave him a pattern as to how to build the tabernacle. He went down with the singular instruction go down and build as I have shown you. Build according to pattern. He began to build painstakingly with those who were around him. The Bible says when the Moses was done with building the temple according to pattern, guess what? The glory of the Lord fill the sanctuary. I don't know about you. This church is designed for glory. He sent me with an assignment. Prepare his people for the coming glory. Surely you and I are a part of that assignment. As we begin to build according to heaven's blueprint line upon line precept upon precept guess what there will come a point of crescendo that his his glory will fall upon this tabernacle just as it was in the time of old when the priest went in number to minister in the temple the glory cloud came upon that house they were not able to rise to minister again there is a dimension of the glory of the Lord coming upon a people even you will not minister why the minister of ministers will be ministering shout yes 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 Yes. Divine pattern. <laughs> Psalm 127 verse 1. Except the Lord Kurubadagadaya Bill Rodic Build the house. Build your family. Build your business. Build your enterprise. Accept the Lord himself. Build the church. Build the house. 
they labor in vain that attempt to build it. And it says, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wicketh but in vain. Except the Lord. I want to admit to you, beloved, I may serve as your pastor, as the under shepherd of this house. My great desire, my great dream and motivation is to build logic after a divine pattern that will bring up pleasure and delight. That's a great amount of my motivation. A place where people will be truly broken after the order of Christos, the anointed and his anointing. A place where people will love one another, not for what they can get. A place where people will prefer others in honor. A place where everybody is celebrated in spite of height, in spite of tribe, in spite of class or mass, in spite of gender, in spite of tongue. A place where everybody has a sense of ownership. That's my desire. To build this church according to divine pattern. A place where you know it's not a cult. Free entry, free exit. Once you enter responsibly, you can exit responsibly. Yes, where you don't feel you are under some curse because you said this, you did this. A place where the spirit of the Lord has liberty. For the Bible declares where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. My heart desire is to build this church with Jesus according to his blueprint so that the glory will fall on this house it's the lack of this that makes believers go into government and politics and they just mess up they forget where they came from if they came from anywhere at all go into business, they lie, they cheat they falsify figures, why? They did not give themselves to the process of being built as a building block in the Lord's house. Except the Lord build a house, the laborers labor in vain. Saints, this may not be the most of exciting message, but I tell you something, I believe. It is a sound from Abba Father for now. Prepare, my people, the glories at the door. <laughs> it's a blessing to be told to prepare before an exam. It's a blessing to be told that casualty is coming. And prepare is a blessing. Somebody once said, a failure to plan is a plan to fail. So what you don't prepare for, you're more than likely not going to succeed in the examination. Prepare. Except the Lord build his house. Except he builds it. The gate of hell may prevail. Let's close with this because of time. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. 3. We'll just do a little Bible study for five minutes. 9 to 14, 15. 1 Corinthians 3, 9. Wow. 
Can you wave your hands and say, Father, thank you. You're building me. Oh, boy. He may be using chisel where you are now. Oh, boy. For some steam, some, some fire. I don't know what it is. Oh, boy. He's building you. Just embrace the process. <laughs> You're coming out as gold. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell the Lord, I'm willing to go all the way through the process. Take me through the process. I'm willing. I'm willing that I will come out gold. Come out just resembling Jesus in thought, in word, in need, in action. Oh, yes. Not this pseudo-Christianity we see around us. People claim to be what they don't live. Lord, I want to live it. Can you talk to God in two minutes? Oh, yeah. Let's talk to God. I want to live it. I want my life to be a true uh, a reflection of Christ. Oh, my words, my thoughts, my deeds, my actions. Let's pray. Oh, yes. Roger, let's pray. Oh, I want to love like you've loved me love others through me jesus can we pray oh bind my heart with the heart of every member of this family oh god i commit myself to play my role in this house oh there is a place for me here i commit myself oh god is a bad Oh Lord, let none be able to take my place. You brought me here for such a time as this. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the cause of our God. Oh God, grace to remain planted, rooted, fixed. Oh, carrying the vision of this local assembly. Lord, Father, thank you. Thank you for building me and building us into a house that you fill with your glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, amen. There is a principle I will leave you with in the Bible. I believe it is found in Genesis 4-7. It says thus, And God formed man from the dust of the earth, oh boy, and God breathed into man the breath of life, ruach, the breath of life the principle is thus what God is allowed to form he in turn also will fill with his glory <laughs> let me say it again what God is allowed to form remember Jeremiah 18 1 to 4 he is the potter. You and I are the clay. Mm. Story was told. A man went to the house of the potter. And the potter was forming a clay. It was mad. Mad means tainted, spotted, blemished, wrinkled. But the potter was able to form another vessel such as it was fitted to be. So human potter in the hand of a human porter the clay was messed up and the porter was able to make another vessel again the moral is this beloved how much more god the porter of porters it means there is no way you can mess up enough for god the master potter as long as you are willing yielded to him 
he will not make you into another vessel I want to prophesy to somebody who came to church who thought is it over with me in this area that area I had a slip here I messed up here in my marriage in my finance I had a slip here can I tell you something if you are yielded today in the hands of the master potter he got he's going to make you Kapuka, a brand new vessel and guess what what is allowed to form by the master potter he will fill with his glory that simply means restoration is around the corner restoration oh boy you are going to step out of this holy sanctuary you know that lost grounds have been gained again under this prophetic atmosphere you will know lost opportunities they've been gained again under this umbrella why this is a lost house lost years again again where under this prophetic umbrella why is the lord's house <laughs> hallelujah what he forms he will in turn feel quickly first corinthians 3 let's race through for we are laborers together verse 9 with god you are god's husbandry you are god's building according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder apostle Paul called himself a wise master builder hallelujah I have laid the foundation and another builder thereon but let every man take heed how he builded thereon now if any man build upon this foundation hear this six things gold silver precious stones followed by wood hay stubble three will stand the test of fire three will not stand the test of fire every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is verse 14 if any man's work abide which hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. Know you not, but you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So, number one, he said, you are co-laborers with him. So, number one, we're building with him. As a member of the church, you're involved in this building. As you are connected integrally to a local assembly Bible says each joint supplies everybody has something to supply you're not designed to be a consumer no you're designed to be a contributor there's something you should bring to the table in church if you're going to be healthy contribute your clap your praise your money your skill your talent your time you're coming to church promptly you contribute add value right so we are co-laborers with him, but at the same time, say so we also are his building. We are his building. On one side, we are co-laboring. On the other side, we are his building. Peter says that we are being built up to God, a spiritual habitation for the spirit. We are being built up to God, lively stones, being built up to God, a spiritual house, a spiritual house. So you're his building, but at the same time, you're called by privilege to be a co-laborer with him in building his house. Bow your head where you are quickly. 
Can you once again make a fresh commitment at three levels? One, commitment to Jesus, the head of the church. Two, commitment to the universal church you belong to, the global church. Three, commitment to this local church you belong to, local church. Every believer ought to be a part of a local church, a local church family, local church family. It's not enough to attend. No, you must strive to be a member integral. Find out what needs to be done to be a member. Get involved with an ICC center. Be identified in a house fellowship. Go through the membership class. Go through it. Let the culture pass through you. Go through it. You see, there are blessings for visitors, but there are covenant rewards or covenant blessings for those who are members of the family. So this morning, I want to challenge you. Make a fresh commitment to Jesus the head. Number two, to the church of believers all over the world. Number three, to your church family today. Go beyond floating. Being a fair-weather believer. Father, thank you. We'll give you the praise and the glory. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're here, you don't know Jesus. You say, man of God, pray with me. I want to know him. I want to turn my heart, my life to him. I want to be a part of this universal church. And perhaps, should you be led to do so, a part of this local assembly. More importantly, to be a part of the university church by being born again. Just raise your hand wherever you are. Say, man of God, pray with me. Wherever you are, quickly. All over this hall. Quickly. Quickly. Right hand up. And for those who are online, just identify your name, your number. Hallelujah. Want to stand on your feet if your hands are up. I can't see. Stand on your feet very quickly. My time is fast spent. Oh, glory. You say, man of God, I want to turn my heart complete to Jesus. I see that hand there. God bless you. I see that standing. Let's pray. Let's pray by faith. Somebody's out there. Let's pray. Shall we pray together? Let's all pray. Let's join our heart in faith. For those who are online, pray with me also in faith. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart, inviting you, Jesus, to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me all of my sins. I declare and declare that Jesus Christ is both my Lord and my Savior. You alone, I will love, I will serve all of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Father, we thank you for your sons and daughters in this hall and across the nations. We cover them with the blood of the Lamb. We rejoice with the heavens as you rejoice at their salvation. We pray, Lord, that you grant them grace to go deeper in you, to walk intimately with you. Let the Bible become life to them and let prayer become a thing of joy. We'll cover all of them across the nations with the blood of the Lamb. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request, or testimony or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic.org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry 
you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.